You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, take your seats. I said take your seats. Class, sit. I swear you're all acting like a bunch of animals. Pet Life Radio presents Teacher's Pet, where you'll learn how to understand and communicate with your pet and train them to be the best pet they can be. It's time to see the world from your pet's point of view. So give a tail-wagging welcome to your Teacher's Pet host on PetLifeRadio.com. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Hi, welcome to Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. This is Pia Silvani, Director of Training and Behavior at St. Hubert's Animal Welfare Center in Madison, New Jersey, and your host. This week, we will expand upon the stay exercise that we did in training session number three. So if you haven't listened to that lesson yet, my suggestion is you go back, listen to that first, practice that for about a week or so, and then click on training session number four and move ahead. You're not quite ready for this lesson at this particular time. But for those of you who have been practicing for two weeks, hopefully you've gotten some success. You've been out and about. You've been training your dog in different environments. So they begin to generalize. And now he is should be up to a 15-second sit and a 15-second down stay in a variety of areas. What I also like to do when we talk about stay is try not to use the same surface all the time. I think that's critical. Um, if I put my dogs into a downstay, for example, my dog shouldn't say, Ew, the grass is wet. I can't do a downstay on wet grass. That can be really, really helpful. An example of that, I, I went to an agility class with Winnie yesterday, and here in New Jersey, we had huge heat wave. The heat indices are close to 100. And I did one um, run through with her, and you can see she was quite overheated. So anytime if your dog becomes overheated, what you want to do is not pour water over their head like we do with our bodies. You want to make sure that their pads are wet and that you pour water under their belly area. So what I did was I filled up a little baby pool off to the side and I put her in a downstay. So she was very comfortable in that baby pool laying in the water and that cooled her off immediately. So her pads were wet, her belly was wet, and you could see her cooling down. So it's real important that you practice these on different surfaces too. And again, obviously, you're not going to put them on hot pavement. Use some common sense, but it shouldn't be the dog says, well, I only do this on carpet and I only do this on grass. And I don't do it on any other surface because it's not comfortable for me. So what we're going to do today is we're going to begin working on the last two Ds, which are distractions and distance. And the purpose of adding distractions is to teach your dog that it is worth responding to your cues despite the fact that the environment around him might be more interesting. Your dog should obey you anywhere, anytime, and under any circumstance. So basically, I call that reliability. You want to be able to rely on your dog to obey no matter what, under any circumstance. So in order to get a high level of reliability, you obviously have to practice with your dog in new and different environments, as I said two weeks ago, where distractions occur. And distractions can be anything. Uh, To a puppy, it can be a leaf blowing by. So what might be a distraction to one dog may not necessarily be a distraction to another. 
but once or twice a week rather than train at home, which is also good. You want your dog to listen there. Take your dog someplace new and practice there instead. So begin with relatively quiet areas and then gradually progress to more difficult, distraction-filled areas. And again, the key is always make sure that you're moving slowly and you increase the levels of distraction Um, of the levels of difficulty of the distraction very slowly. You would not obviously want to start to bring your dog to uh, a parade and then expect him to hold a stay as as everything is going by him. That is just going to be too difficult for the dog at this level of his training. So instead, you might want to start on a quiet suburban street and then progress to a a lightly traffic street to a heavily traffic street then maybe the center of a small town in front of a store maybe the local playground the park where people are playing various games maybe the parking lot of a busy supermarket the more places you take your dog the more reliable he will be with this exercise so long as you don't again move too quickly that's the key so every new environment is a new training session So before we begin our training session, again, if you don't have your dog, treats and tug toy, which you probably should by now, um, now's the time to get ready. So again, you'll also need some paper and pen to take some notes and we'll take a short break to hear from our sponsors and when we return, we'll get ready to have some fun. Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits and bones. Teacher's pet will be back in two shakes of a tail right after recess. Pick up something unique at a Bone to Pick Dog Boutique. A Bone to Pick has cool hip fashions for big and small dogs that will have their tails wagging in style. Cat products too. A-B-O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-K.com. Check out our eco-friendly pet products and gifts for humans too. A-B-O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-K.com. Get your pet's mouth watering monthly with our Gourmet Treat of the Month Club. And join a Bone to Pick's free birthday club for your puppy. A-B-O-N-E. Dash to dash P-I-C-K dot com. Pick up something special for your best friend at a bone to pick. A-B-O-N-E dash T-O dash P-I-C-K dot com. Get 10% off with coupon code PETLIFE. Hey, all you dog stylists. Are you on the cutting edge of canine design and shaggy chic? Groomer Has It on Animal Planet is now casting for season two. Groomer Has It is looking for competitive dog stylists with amazing personalities to compete to become Animal Planet's top groomer. $50,000 grand prize for the winner, plus weekly compensation for all contestants during filming. If you have what it takes to be the top groomer, then audition for Groomer Has It today. For more information, contact Catherine at 310-727-3337, extension 71272, or email groomer has it at gmail.com. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets with your Paranormal Pets ghostly host, Dusty Rainbolt, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.
Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's Pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Okay, Teacher's Pet. Pay attention, there may be a quiz later. Welcome back. This is Pia Silvani, host of Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. Thanks for joining us again. Before we continue, let's see how far you got with your previous lesson. So anytime that I'm teaching my dog something new, what I'll always do is tune him up a little bit to make sure that he's doing well. But again, if you recall, we talked about it last time, let's get your dog motivated by playing a little tug with him. And you can throw in maybe a, a name and then do some tug and name and some tug. And if I know that I'm going to do, as you're, as you're playing with your dog, I'll just talk a little bit. If I know that I'm going to train my dog, some, and I use play a lot as a reward, I might not play with my dog that morning. So I take my dogs out, or my husband takes my dogs out every morning, and we do a retrieve session. So if I know I'm going to an agility trial, or I know I'm going to teach the dog something new, or I'm going to a rally trial, I deprive them basically of playing then, so they really want to play once we get to that environment. So I can really use play as that motivator to get them to want to do things. So keep that in mind if you know that you're going to go hiking with a dog or you're going to take your toy for a walk. Same thing with food. You're not going to feed the dog breakfast and then take him for a walk and practice walking nicely on leash using food as the reward. He just got done eating. He's not going to be very motivated about the food even if it's very palatable. So if I know I'm going to use food in training, then I don't feed him his breakfast and I feed him his his meal as I'm training. All right, so if you have not already stopped with your tug, you can do that right now. And let's do a little warm-up. We'll practice a couple of these and before we go on to distractions. So let's see if we can get up to 15 seconds. And again, just as a reminder, if you have not been able to get up to the 15 seconds, either with your sit or your down, and I'm going to give you the choice this time. You practice a sit or you practice a down. What you don't want to do is say, well, my dog's not great at down, so I'm not going to do that one. That's very common and that's a little bit of a cop-out I think too <laughs> so let's that's what I want you to do is work on the one that you might be having trouble with if not make sure that you're still practicing that one don't work on the easy one but in today's session you might want to do that just to keep up so let's pick you pick it it's I'm going to call it trainer's choice you pick the sit or you pick the down so I'm going to t- just tell you put the dog in the position and I'll do the counting as you praise Tell him to stay, and here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Okay, release. Pat, pat, and reward. All right. Hopefully, you made it to fifteen. If you were close, that's great. That's that's wonderful. What you're going to do, we're going to do one more time as a practice. What you're going to do this time is, now I don't want you to continually praise. So I don't want to say, good, nice job, well done, keep doing it, good boy. Hey, now I'm starting to sound like a broken record. 
So instead, I might say, for example, I'm going to, I'll do this with Gwynny right here. So Gwynny's next to me, and I'm going to do a down. Gwynny, down, stay. Very nice. Good job. Very good. Good girl. And ready. Okay. And I released her. So you can see I took my time. There were some breaths in between. Hey, oh, we got a big stretch out of her now, too. Oh, that was wonderful. Alrighty, so let's do it one more time and not so much talking, but you heard the tone of my voice. It was calm. She had her head tilted. She was listening. She was watching. And that's what you're looking for. So again, trainer's choice. You put the dog in the position. Totally up to you. And here we go. Stay. And I'll count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, and pat, pat, release. Okay. And reward the dog. Good. All right. Mush him up a little bit. Job well done. Okay. Hang up for one second. And let me tell, let's move on to distractions now. There are two types of distractions. There are real life distractions, which are everywhere. And then there are setups. What I explained to you earlier were the real-life distractions. You know, it's anything outside in the environment that could be getting your dog's attention. So you can work those when you're practicing over the next two weeks. Here, what we're going to do is we're going to do setups. So setups mean we're not trying to get the dog to break, but what we're doing is we're setting up a distraction for the dog. So that can be anything. So what you're going to do, and I'll explain it first, then I'm going to tell you what to do. You're going to put your dog in the position. You're going to tell him to stay. And when we start something new and different, once again, we're not going to now look for 15 seconds because now we've done something different. We're adding a distraction. So let's go back and maybe let's just do five seconds this time. And then eventually over the next two weeks, you'll build on this where you can get a 15 second stay with distractions. But right now, what you're going to do in a second, you'll put your dog into the position. You'll tell your dog to stay. And I want you to clap your hands three times. Clapping your hands is not a release for your dog. Okay, so if your dog gets up, quickly tell him, "Eh." put him back in the position, remind him to stay, clap three times. If he keeps getting up, clap softer. You might be clapping too loud. So three small claps and then okay release and reward all right here we go let's start now put the dog in position tell the dog to stay clap three times and pat pat okay release and reward him and again trainer's choice if you want to reward with play go for it if you want to reward with food go for it it's totally up to you but they get the reward on the completion of the exercise. All right, let's do clapping one more time, then we'll do something else. Put the dog in position. Tell him to stay. Clap three times. One, two, three, and release your dog. Okay, happy release. And reward. All right, if the dog did well with that, here's how we work it. Now we make it a little more difficult. Okay, so this time what I want you to do is you're going to jump up and down three times. 
you jumping up and down does not mean that the dog now decides he's going to get excited too. He's got to learn that he's in the stay. You're not in the stay. He's in the stay. So what we're going to do is same thing. Put the dog in position. And this time, instead of clapping, you'll jump up and down three times. When you're done, you'll release. Here you go. Dog in position. Stay. Hop three times. One, two, three. Okay. Release. And don't forget to reward at the end. All right. Now this time what we're going to do, we're going to do the same kind of hopping again, but now you're going to delay. What you're going to do is you're going to hop three times, wait two seconds, then release. So now we're building on our duration a little bit here. Okay, put the dog in position, tell him to stay, jump three times, wait two seconds, pat pat, okay, release, and reward. Good. So this is how you start to make the time. You start to get your duration in there. Okay, let's try one more type of distraction here, a setup. What I want you to do now is put your dogs in a sit-stay this time. And what you're going to do is I want you to tap the floor a few times with your finger. A lot of dogs, they think, oh, wh what are you doing? What's, what's on the floor there? And they might get up. If they get up, a little quick, eh. Put them right back into the position. Remind them to stay. You'll tap the floor three times. Wait two seconds. If the dog holds it, okay, release and reward. So let's do that. Put them in position. Tap three times. Stand up. Shouldn't matter whether you sit, you, you're down or up. The dog shouldn't release himself until you release him. Pat, pat, okay, and reward. Good. Give him a quick little tug break real fast. A real fast one. I'm going to do one more. And stop. All right. If you've been doing lots of sits, what I want you to do is maybe try a down. If you've been doing downs, now try a sit. Now, obviously, I, I can't see you, so I don't know what you're doing, but it's just a suggestion. Um, okay. What, were you, what you're going to do this time, this could be a hard one. You're going to put the dog in the stay position. This time you're going to knock. You can knock on your desk. You can, you can knock on, on the door. Remember, no distance yet, though. Okay? So the dog should not say, oh, my God, somebody's at the door. Okay? No, the dog's in a stay. Okay? So he's got to hold that stay. So, again, you're going to knock three times. Praise the dog. Good boy. And then, okay, release. So put him in the position. Tell him to stay. Okay, you can knock on the desk or the door, knock, 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 praise him, and then okay, release. All right, what you're going to do is now you're going to give him a mental break because we're going to take a short break to hear a word from our sponsors. So again, instead of practicing, play a little tug with them, love them up, do whatever you want with them, but let's give them a brain break. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's pet will be back in two shakes of a tail, right after recess. Fluff your feathers, roll out your tongue, shine your fins, snap on your leashes, and grab your human. It's the Louisville Pet Lovers Expo. Two full days of pet-tastic fun that no pet lover should miss. Join us for shopping, the Barks and Couture Fashion Show, Dream Pet Wedding, Ultimate Pet Makeover, Pet Communicator, Rescue Me Pet Adoption, Service Dog Demonstration, and tons of fun contests. 
Bring your pets and join us at the Louisville Pet Lovers Expo, Saturday, September 27th and Sunday, September 28th at the Kentucky Expo Center. For more information, go to louisvillepetexpo.com. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Pets can be a wonderful addition to your life. Keeping them healthy and happy is important. Pet Life Radio presents The Pet Doctor with veterinary media consultant and veterinarian Dr. Bernadine Cruz. Whether you have a dog, cat, reptile, or rabbit, you'll find answers for your pets straight from the vets. The Pet Doctor, on demand every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's Pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Okay, Teacher's Pet. Pay attention, there may be a quiz later. Welcome back to Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. This is Pia Silvani, your host. Before we went on break, we were working on distractions. So the key behind this when you're working distractions is you can do setups, but dogs are pretty smart. They pick up on setups rather quickly. So you have to change them all the time. Now you could use, I'll give you some other examples of setups that you can use. You can use, you can bounce a tennis ball your dog really likes tennis balls. Now that might be a difficult one for some dogs. So if the dog is really ball crazy, I might not do that one right away. But maybe a dog that sort of likes balls, I could bounce the ball. Now say you got to the point where you think, well, I really want my dog to hold a stay with a tennis ball. What you can do is you can, instead of bouncing the ball, that might be too hard, you can hold the ball in your hand. And you might toss it up a little bit in the air. If your dog holds the stay, tell him, okay, and throw the ball, and he fetches the ball. So now you're using the distraction as the reward. So we're going to do one of those before we start to work on distance. Okay, so what you're going to do this time, and I'll explain it first so you know what to do, and then you can work on it. You're going to take a treat, and what you're going to do is you'll put your dog in the stay position, and you're going to drop the treat out. Try not to toss it as if you want your dog to fetch it, but you're gonna drop the treat out somewhere near your body. If your dog gets up to go for the treat and try to grab the treat, I want you to cover it with your foot very quickly so he can't get it and quickly tell him, Ed, put him right back. 
and there's no reason to grab for him. Use your body to block him. Use your voice to get him back into position. Pick the treat up again and then try it again. Once he's holding the stay, when the treat's on the floor, he should look to you. He shouldn't be staring the treat in as if he's trying to bring the treat into his mouth by telepathy. So he's got to look to you. If he looks to you, that's your may I. Okay, you can have it then. You held the stay. I'm proud of you. You looked for permission. You may have it. So whenever you're ready, put the dog into the position. Tell him to stay. Just carefully drop the treat so it's not a big tease. Again, if he gets up for it, cover it with your foot. Okay, give him a eh, eh, put him back into that position real fast. Pick the treat up again. Try it again. If he keeps getting up, if you've tried it several times and he keeps getting up, then what I want you to do is maybe maybe the dropping of the treat is too difficult. So you can see how we're setting him up to succeed. Take a treat and just open the palm of your hand away from your dog's nose, maybe, maybe two, three feet out. If he gets up, just take it away. Remove it. Put him back in position. Again, once he's holding it, He looks to you for permission, tell him okay, and release him to the treat. Wonderful. All right, let's move on to distance now. So now you've got plenty to work on for the next two weeks. So when we tell our dogs to stay, we want our dogs to hold the position regardless of how long I tell you. And obviously, they're not going to hold it forever. So be aware of that. Don't want to stop being unrealistic. But more importantly, you've got to get out and do distractions everywhere, all kinds. And it doesn't matter how far away from you you are. But remember, the key is your dog is always, always released when you're by his side. You must go back to your dog, touch your dog, and then release your dog. So I'll give you a real life example um, that happened to me the other day. I was out with um, Lance and I was throwing the Frisbee and I'm a terrible Frisbee thrower. And I happened to throw it. I'm getting better. I shouldn't say that. I'm getting better. I just happened to throw it into a tree. And I thought, oh, darn. So I was in the woods and I put him in a downstay and I had to sort of climb up into this little tree. And I went to turn around to tell him that he was a good boy for holding the stay. And unbeknownst behind me, there were five deer. And I thought, oh, darn. And I quietly reminded him to stay. And he just happened to turn his head to see it. And I quickly told him again, stay in a very firm voice, not singing it firm stay good boy started to walk close to him he's been trained around distractions he's been trained at a distance he knows the only thing that releases him is my hand and my verbal okay he watched the deer go by and I had to be real careful this is where play comes in I released him with an okay and I threw the frisbee in the opposite direction so there was his reward for holding the stay So you're not obviously going to do that right away. We're going to take one step at a time. Let me explain it first, and then you can do it. You'll put your dog in the position, and what you're going to do is you're going to rock back. So basically what you're doing is you're sort of taking a step back away from your dog, and then you take a step back in and then release the dog. So right now we've got short duration. So we're going back again since we're doing something new. We go back to short duration. 
So again, as a reminder, it's a rock back step. So you're just a step away, you step back in, and then you release and reward. So let's try that. So tell the dog to stay, rock back, praise him as you rock back, rock back in, and then pat, pat, okay, release, and reward. Do it one more time, and if your dog is successful with that, as I talk you through it, then take two steps back, and then two steps in. So you gradually are going to build on this. So I'm going to have you work on this as I sort of talk you through how you're going to get duration. So you might rock back once. And again, if you find that you get three steps away and your dog keeps breaking at three steps, stick with two. There's no reason to rush it. So your goal is, again, to try to calmly step back and step back in and release. So you keep practicing this to see how many steps you can get away from your dog. And again, the key is not to leave the dog and go into another room, but step around, step away from the dog. Let's see if you can get, let's try four or five steps. See if you can get four or five steps. If you think the dog is going to get up, okay, give a little eh before he gets up. If you can beat that, that'll be wonderful. It means you're paying attention. And if if he puts himself back in position, just remind him to stay again so he realizes what he's doing. Okay. All right. And release him. Give him a little play break in between so he, his brain gets a little rest. And again, if your dog's not into the playing so much, I think it's worth working on. Um, you can tease him with a toy, just have him chase something around the room. Um, sometimes you can put a ball in a sock where they can chase that around. Anything that your dog likes or just give him a belly rub. Give him a nice little break here. Find his favorite spot. Remember, we in our, in our first session, we rated our rewards. So go back and look at your list if you need to. To figure that out. Now, your goal, and I'll have you practice one more here. Your goal is to be able to get six feet away from the dog, go back in and release. And then, this is the difficult one, you should be able to get six feet away and then make a full circle around your dog, all the way to the right, always going back to front, and then going back in and release then backing up six feet away, then going all the way to the left around your dog. The most difficult spot is going to be obviously behind the dog. Your dog is more than welcome to turn his head to look to see where you are, but he's not allowed to move his body. He's got to keep his butt planted and those paws on the ground at all times. So what you might do is you might want to put the dog into a stay and take one step off to the side as if you're starting your circle. Take one step back again, go into your dog calmly, and give your dog a nice happy release. All righty, have a seat with your dog now and just relax a little bit. And I'm going to give you some ideas to do so you can have pen and paper in hand. So you can see how we're slowly building on that duration and we're adding the other two Ds in, the distractions as well as your, your distance. 
Again, when you're outside, make sure that you're in a safe area if you're adding distance. So you might want to be on a lead. If you're doing real well, put your dog on a long line so you can get greater distance away from your dog at any point. But obviously, think safety. Put your dog into a stay and have him near street or um, you know the driveway that where there are blind spots. So again, the key is always safety. Or I wouldn't put my dog in a stay, walk away from him as dogs are running loose in a park, for example. I'm going to stay close to my dog at that point. If you're working distractions and you feel like the dog is really, really interested in the distraction, you're having a difficult time and you feel like you've, you've given some space, what you can do is have a couple treats in your pocket and as the distraction is approaching, then you can give your dog a treat as you're praising him. Very good job. Well done. So this way he starts to say, ah, When distractions approach, if I look over to my owner, there might be a possibility that I get a reward. But the treat does not mean that is is not your release. That's critical. Okay, the dog shouldn't say, gee, thanks for the food, I'm up now. Okay, so remember, the only thing that releases the dog is your hand on the dog's body and a pat-pat release, and then you can reward the dog. So again, as a reminder, let's just say you're going to use um, a dog walking by the street as your distraction. So your dog is in a sit-stay next to you. Other dog might be 10 feet away approaching. Your dog sees the approaching dog. Going to start to feed him then. Praise him. Good boy. Very good. When the distraction leaves, so the dog passes, maybe out of sight, then it's okay, pat, pat, and then you can throw in a little tug game if you like. So your goal for the next two weeks, work on all three Ds so you get that reliable stay. And then we'll challenge you a little bit more. Unfortunately, we're out of time for today. If you want more information on any of the exercises that we've been working on, As you know, I've written six manuals and you can purchase them at St. Hubert's Dog Training School. The email address for our office manager is thofer, T-H-O-F-E-R at sthuberts.org, S-T-H-U-B-E-R-T-S dot org, O-R-G. Next week, we will have a very special guest on who will be talking to us about emotions and dogs and people. She's a lovely speaker. She's a world-renowned author and has written many award-winning books on the topic, so you definitely will not want to miss it. And don't forget to check back with us. Training session number five will be put up the week of September 15th, but I'm not going to tell you what that's about. So I hope you had fun. And as always, a special thank you to our producers for making the show happen. I hope you're benefiting from it. If you'd like a transcript of this show or any of the other shows on Pet Life Radio Network, please go to PetLifeRadio.com and click on Teacher's Pet. Also, if you have any questions, comments, ideas, things you want to work on, please email me at Pia at PetLifeRadio.com. So, until next time, enjoy your week, and thank you for your interest in Pet Life Radio. Take care. School's in session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet, only on PetLifeRadio.com.